Hey friends, before we start the show, I want to invite you to check out my brand new free training all about how you can start your own freelance business from home. In this completely free one hour training, I am going to share with you exactly how I was able to leave my full-time teaching job and replace my income by freelancing and how you can do the same thing too. We're going to talk about how you can find skills that you already have and what services you can offer, as well as what you need to actually get started today. So you can go check out my brand new free training. It's my gift to you at aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. That's aubreymalik.com forward slash free training. And we will link that up in the show notes for you. All right, now let's go ahead and dive on into the show. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. I am so excited for today's episode. I know you're going to love it too. The number one question that I get asked after people find out about freelancing, start to dive into some of the resources that I have, have been listening to the podcast, they think freelancing sounds great, and they're even at the point where they're like, yeah, I really am ready to get this started. The next question or the next fear that comes up in their mind is, well, how do I get clients? Or how am I actually going to find people to pay me money over the internet to do a service for them? It can seem kind of scary. And that's not the question that most of you should be asking. We really need to back it up a little bit before this whole idea of like finding clients. We need to set a clear roadmap of how you're going to move a potential client from the initial, I find out about your business, your services, I might wanna hire you, all the way through the process of, okay, I'm going to onboard them. I think that this is the secret sauce and this is what has allowed and did allow my business to grow successfully is because I didn't just dive in and say like, okay, I gotta find all these clients, gotta find all these clients. I really thought about the process of, if I find a client today that I wanna work with, do I have what I need? Do I have the system set up to move them from, yes, this is a potential client, all the way through to them hiring me, wanting to work with me, and me actually being in a place to take them on? So that's what we're going to dive into today. It is going to be so exciting, so juicy. Buckle up, let's dive on into the show. Welcome to the Freelancer to CEO podcast. This is the podcast for overwhelmed freelancers who are ready to simplify and scale their business so they can earn more and stress less. I'm your host, Aubrey Malik, and I'm a former elementary teacher who launched my own freelancing business, and now I want to share all my secrets with you. Each week, I'll be sharing business strategy, systems, and tactical tips that you can take into your business today so you can finally step into that CEO role you desire. Let's dive on into the show. So if you're a visual person, this might be one of the episodes where you don't, you know, drive or walk while you're listening to it. This might be an episode where you want to sit down with a space, have a desk space and have some paper out so that you can actually map this out. Because if you can get this map out and down on paper, you can start to figure out where do you need to improve? What place are you maybe lacking? What places may be missing in your roadmap to fly, finding clients and gaining those clients and having that business success. So that is what we're going to talk about today. Get out a pen and paper if you're visual, if you really want to visualize this process. The first step in the map 
is the initial discovery of a client, potential client, finding out about you. And this is really that place where you're going to start to hone in on how am I making efforts each and every single day? Yes, this is not a one and done thing. How am I making efforts to bring new eyes to my business? When I first got started in freelancing and in the online business space, I felt so inept because I didn't come from a business background. I had friends in college who were in business and who were in marketing and they would talk about these things. And so they they were words that I had heard before in this online space, but it felt super intimidating to me. So if you are a person who feels very intimidated about air quotes here, marketing your business. I wanna break it down super simple for you because truly all marketing is, is figuring out what is the path that I am going to take each and every single day to bring new eyes to my business, to let people who did not know about me, my business, what I offer, what I do, how I can help them, who didn't know about that yesterday, know about it today. Now, that doesn't mean that that person who didn't know about your business yesterday and knows about it today is going to be the person that's going to hire you. That is not the case. We're not going into marketing our business thinking that every single person that I talk to, that I build a connection with, has to be a potential client. A lot of my business has grown from referrals and from relationships. And so that's the mindset that I want you to get into when we're in this first part of the process of the roadmap to client success is how can I just build relationships with people? How can I talk to people about my business? How can I share about it? I want you to equate this to having a store in your town. You would want to talk to as many people as you could in your town to let them know, hey, this is what we do here. This is what we offer. This is what we sell. This is the experience that you can have. This is what it's like working with us. This is why you should come to us over that other person down the road. The same thing goes for your online business. And this is where I see a lot of people get stuck, get hung up, because this is not an overnight thing, right? You have to be willing to put in the work day in and day out on this path to marketing your business in order to gain momentum, to build confidence, and to see success. So step one is how are clients going to find out about you, learn about you? You have to pick that route, what it's going to be. There are so many ways to build those connections. This could be through social media. This could be through direct outreach. This could be through local networking events, um, creating your own content. Some ways are faster than others. Some ways take a little bit longer to build. It's a little bit more of a slower burn. The key here is whatever you are choosing to bring new eyes to your business, you need to do it in a consistent manner. Okay. Some of my favorite ways still to this day are personal connections, finding people personally that you know who didn't know about your business, right? Because some of what we're doing in this online space is still new to a lot of people. The fact that we can build these businesses online, that we can support people virtually, that we can help people in a in a job that traditionally in the past has always been you had to go to an office to do. You had to be a warm body in a seat. Now you can do a lot of those jobs virtually. We saw that throughout the pandemic that people were able to bring their businesses home. They were able to bring their corporate nine to five jobs home and do it from their home. So you have to 
be doing something every single day, but personal connections are a really great way to find potential clients. I still love and believe in Facebook groups. I think there is a strategy behind Facebook groups. I have a lot of people who say Facebook groups don't work for me. And my my thought and process back to that is it's probably not that Facebook groups don't work. It could just be like, you're not in the right groups. You're not doing it consistently. You're not doing it effectively. So we can, that can be a whole other episode in and of itself, but personal connections, Facebook group. And I do strongly believe in using some form of social media to bring new eyes to you. But again, there is a strategy behind that. It's not just, I'm gonna post content on my Instagram or on my TikTok and hope that the people come find me. You have to be, especially when you're first getting started and when that that account is new, that Instagram is new, that TikTok is new, you have to be willing to put in the work and you have to also be willing to go out and forge those bridges and build those connections on your own, right? They People don't always come to you. So thinking about that initial discovery, how is somebody going to find out about you What's that path that you're going to take? That's step number one. Once you have that established, you need to think, okay, if somebody did find out about me, say they landed on my Instagram, say they landed on my website, say they came to my Facebook profile because I commented on something, how are they going to get in touch with you? How are they going to be able to see what you have to offer, to see if it's for them, and then how can they get in touch with you? Do you have what you need set up so that they can? Now, some people will just send you a message. Some people will be like, hey, I saw your post, or I saw you commented on this, or I was watching your stories and this really stood out to me. This sounded like something that I needed. Some people are those go-getters. Some people are those people who will send the message. They will start the conversation. I am one of those people, right? If I see something that I like, I am not afraid to send a message, but other people, they're a little bit more in the background. They're not ready to take that next step, which feels almost like a first date. They need a little bit more to warm up. So they might click on a link. They might browse your website. Do you have what you need for them to see? Hey, what does she offer? Uh, What are her prices? What are her packages? Is this what I'm looking for? So thinking about that, do you have that in place right now? And then if you have those things in place, how can they take the next step with you, which is to get on a call? So call is step number three, but before they get on the call with you, there has to be something in place in order for them to book that call with you. So do you have a calendar link? Do you have a way that tells them, hey, if all of this sounds great, if you're interested in working together, here is your next step. Lay it out for them, let them know, have it in multiple places. So if you have a portfolio, If all roads you want them to point to is getting on a call with you, have that be in big, bold letters. Have that be on multiple pages. Have that be somewhere where it's a clickable link that they can say, yes, this person is what I'm looking for. She sounds amazing. I want to talk to her to see if we should work together. What's my next step? Have that be in as clear as day in plain English, click here, you know, arrows pointing so that that person knows, hey, if I wanna learn more about what it could look like to work with this person, here's what I'm gonna have to do. So again, in order for this to happen, you need to make sure that you have some kind of system to be able to schedule calls and accept calls through you. There are some really great free resources out there. Acuity is a really great one. Calendly is a really great one. If you're using a program like Dubsado or HoneyBook, those are two all-in-one programs that I recommend to my students that has systems in there set up so that you can create different types of calls. So discovery call, a kickoff call, strategy calls, and then links and ways to get on your calendar, right? So let's review. Initial discovery is step number one. How are people finding out about you? And you need to think through that process of how am I bringing new eyes to me? What am I doing on a consistent basis to bring new eyes to me? What is that path that I'm taking? 
Step number two is how can they get in touch with you? What is that thing that they are clicking through or looking at to learn more about you? So even something as simple as on an Instagram post, you can pin posts now to the top of your profile. Your first image could be ways to work with me and they click on that image and they're learning about the different ways, the different pathways to work with you. So that is step number two. Step number three is the call. So again, the, the gap bridging step number two and step number three is that system. How are you getting them on the call? Do you have something in place to be able to book a call with you? So then step number three, let's chat about the discovery call. This part of the process can feel super intimidating, especially if you've been in phase one and two for a while. The only way that you can get over this fear of calls is by practicing and by actually just getting on calls. Your first few calls are going to feel scary. They are going to feel intimidating. You are going to get off of the call and think, oh my gosh, I could have done so much better. I could have said this. I should have done this. You're going to be second guessing yourself. The only way that you get better is through practice and getting on these calls. So a thing for practice could be teaming up with a couple other freelancers, a couple other friends that you know. If you are a part of any of my communities, this could be a really great place to go and ask for this. But getting on some practice calls, having playing, doing role play and saying, hey, I will be the client, you will be the prospective freelancer, and we'll go back and forth. Having a set of questions that you know that you want to ask to gain enough information in order to be able to recommend what those next steps would be, what you should be putting in the proposal, which is step number four, right? So discovery calls can feel scary. I, I hear you on that. I remember my first few of them. I got better. They do get better. They do get easier. And especially if you know what you offer and how you can help a client, is it is so much easier to be able to ask those questions, to be able to take the information that they're giving to you and to be able to say, hey, I, you know, I've, I feel like we have a really great connection here. I feel like something that I have to offer would be a really great fit for what you're looking for. Here are my recommendations for moving forward in working together. Would you like to hear those recommendations? It can be as simple as that. Now, not every discovery call is going to move on to the final few phases and that's okay. You might get on a discovery call with somebody and get off that call and be like, oh my gosh, that is not a person I wanna work with. We do not align. We are not seeing eye to eye. Or you could just be like, you know, really what they're looking for is not something that I offer. They would be a better fit for somebody else and you can recommend or refer out from there. So don't be afraid of that. Also, do not be afraid that you will get off calls with people and you might feel like it went great and you may never hear from that person again. I wish this was not the case. I wish every person just had the decency to say like, hey, you know, the call was great, you are amazing, but I decided to go in a different direction or I've hired somebody else. I wish people would just give us that all that common courtesy, but that's not the case. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid to move to the next few steps because of the fear of I might get rejected. Here's the cold hard truth, it is going to happen. You are going to have people ghost you, not hire you, and that just gets you closer to the people who will be those truly ideal clients that you will love to work with. So you have to kiss a few frogs in order to get to that prince, and that's just the reality 
of online business. So we got step number one, initial discovery. Step two, how do they get in touch with you and learn about you and learn what you have to offer? Step number three is the call. Step number four is the proposal invoice contract phase. So after the call, if you feel like it's a really great fit, you and the client really jive, now you're going to move on to sending them a proposal. Having something in place to be able to send them a proposal. I truly don't recommend creating proposals in Canva. I know some people, especially creatives, are super visual and they want to be able to see that, but that is a really hard process to replicate especially if you are getting on calls with multiple people. So I recommend using a program that can easily, you already have your packages in there and it's easy to drag and drop and say, yep, they wanted this package, they wanted this add-on, I easily add it in and I can send the proposal so fast. I will tell you this, where you might lose some people, if they get off a call with you and they're feeling like, oh my gosh, this sounds amazing, I cannot wait to work with this person, I'm so excited to hire them, and they have to wait a long time to hear from you again, that initial spark starts to fade. So my my just urge to you is to have something in place which makes sending the proposal to them shortly after the call super easy. My recommendation is 24 hours or less because again, you might lose some people who are really excited and really ready to take that next step. Coming off the call, if they feel like it's a really great fit, they are on a high, they're like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get started, I'm so excited, and then they have to wait a while to hear from you. Again, speaking from experiences, I've been on calls with people and I didn't hear from them for like a week. And I know it was, I know if people get busy, I know that happens, but if you can cut down that time and if you have, again, something in place, like I said, I recommend either HoneyBook or Dripsado, something to easily put together these pr- proposals to send to clients, it's going to, number one, cut down on time that you are spending putting this together after each one of these calls. It's a duplicatable process, which means that you're going to be able to do it for multiple clients. And I know this might not seem like, I need to do this right now because I have I don't have clients, I don't have people knocking down at my door, but there will come a time where you will and you will be so thankful that you put in the in the work now in order to be able to set yourself up for this success. I also recommend having something, some kind of system in place. Again, we're all about systems here. This whole entire map is a system that you are thinking through and this is why I urge you to do this now even before you get to the point where you have these clients because this is going to help you to know this process. I recommend having something set up so that when you send the proposal, if the person is geared up, they're ready, they look at the proposal, yes, I love this, I'm so excited to begin working together, that they can take care of the proposal, the invoice, and the contract all in one. Again, my recommendation here for HoneyBook and Dubsado, these are really great platforms that allow you to do this, that allow for your business to operate and automate and do things in the background without you having to, okay, great, I got the email that they approved the proposal, now I gotta go back in and now I've gotta put this contract together and now I've gotta send over this invoice. Having something to cut down and save you time is going to be worth it in the long run. Trust me, I'm speaking from experience of somebody who put off having an all-in-one system in place for the longest time because I thought, oh, my business isn't there, isn't ready, isn't you know at a place where I need it. And then once I put it in place, I was kicking myself in the pants that I didn't do it sooner. So proposal, invoice, contract, bringing them on, like that is all step four. And then the last piece, step five is, yay, you have a new client. Let's onboard them. Let's think, okay, if I brought this client on today, what are all the things that I want or need from them in order to be able to start working with them? Do they need to send me over passwords? Do they need to send me over any graphics, logos, branding? What 
What do I need to bring them into? Do I need to add them into some kind of project management system? So thinking through all those processes um, and systems that you need to have in place in order to be able to, once the contract, the invoice is assigned, then you can say, okay, we have that next step for them so that they're not feeling that, like, that they're hanging in the lurch and saying like, okay, I paid, but now I haven't heard anything from this person in two weeks, right? So making sure that you think about that final step five, you have that paying client, great, how do we bring them on? How do we bring them on with ease? How do we ease their nerves, right? Because as scary as it is for you to begin working with a client, it's also really scary for that client to let go part of their business, to pay somebody to be able to handle a part of their business that maybe they've been doing for a while. So how can you have that initial onboarding phase? This is even where something as simple as a $5 Starbucks gift card. I'm so excited to begin working with you. I wanted to just send you a quick little thank you for trusting me and believing in me and taking on this part of your business. Here is a you know $5 Starbucks gift card. Enjoy coffee on me or something that you can send to them just to, again, ease their minds and just to have that experience be an exciting time for both of you. And then thinking through, okay, what are things that I'm going to need from them in order to be able to begin work? How can I get that information from them? So that is the final part in this process. So again, you don't just go from I want a client to gaining a client overnight. You have to really think through this map process. And if, I hope if you are a visual person, you've you know stop, thought through, okay, I've got step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. How do I move people from each stage? And then you can start to look at if you if you've been doing this process for a while, where are you getting hung up on the process? What stage are you having trouble moving people through? And then you can start to look at, okay, if I'm getting on discovery calls with people, but they're not converting to clients, how can I tweak my discovery call process? What do I need to do there? Or if I'm having conversations with people, but they're not ever moving to a call, why is it? Is it hard for people to to find that link? Am I not making it easy enough? Am I not asking people to move on to a discovery call? So once you have this process mapped out, you can start to, Number one, look at where you're at in the process. Where are you landing? And then you can look at what do I need to improve or what is missing? Do I not have something in place in order to be able to move them from one step to the other? Do I need to maybe look at that process and make it a little bit seamless, make it uh, easier for them to move through? Do I need to put some systems in place on my end so that I don't feel this, I'm like carrying this heavy weight and maybe I can simplify some things. Maybe I can, you know, invest in an all-in-one program to help me. So mapping this out and then looking at this overall picture can really help you to see the, see the path clearly and then to know where do I need to improve? Where do I need to uh, tweak some things? Where do I maybe need to do something different here in order to be able to move somebody from step one all the way through to the end when they are a paying client. I hope this helped you out. Really mapping this process out has helped me tremendously. It's helped a lot of my students and my clients to figure out where they need to make improvements. So I hope you've taken the time. If you've been listening to this in the car or on the walk or you know as you're juggling multiple things, I hope you come back to it and really map this out and look at where you need to improve or fix or change because I think getting this clear roadmap of where you start with people to where you can finish with them with them having been a paying client can really help you to see, okay, I need to put more efforts in the beginning, in the initial discovery phase because I'm not getting people through some of these other phases. So that means that I need to pour all of my energy into how do I build more relationships? How do more people find out about me? How do I market my business? How do I do it consistently? So I am super excited to hear your feedback on this. If you love this episode, come reach out to me over on Instagram. I love connecting in the DMs. Just send me a DM letting me know what really stood out to you about this episode, what aha moment you had, or if 
if you would love to share this with a friend, share it on your Instagram stories and tag me. And as always, if you haven't left a review on this podcast, I would so appreciate that. It helps this podcast get out to more and more people just like you who are ready to start and grow their business. So I would appreciate a review so, so much. Until next time, I hope you have a fabulous day and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. I appreciate you so much. If you haven't yet, I would love it if you would leave me a review on iTunes and share this episode in your Instagram stories and tag me. By sharing and reviewing, you can help spread the message so we can reach more entrepreneurs who are ready to scale their business to new heights. I will see you in the next episode.